What's up, Blue Daddy? Hey. Hey. We're in a little bit more of a casual uh, scenario today, just sitting on the couch drinking coffee, and I'm looking a little bit homeless. You're looking cute as ever. I was going to say a bad word on here, but then I decided to say ever. Thanks, babe. It's funny how having a child all of a sudden makes you be like, well, yeah, I guess I could give up some of those words. It's worth it. But I feel like today, it'd be really great to just have kind of maybe a more casual conversation. I'd love to kind of hop back in on a really great conversation we had lately. Mm-hmm. Kind of the gist of that conversation was rest versus productivity and connection with yourself, with your spouse, and with God. Would you give a couple bullet point thoughts, not of what the conversation, like retelling the conversation, but just like a couple takeaways from the conversation? We were talking about the way that we connect with God and particularly how we connect with him when we are busy or when we're in rest. And I think the conversation, the question was actually more like you and and our friend Ashley particularly connect with the Lord through productivity and like struggle to to connect with him when you're in rest. And I'm very much the opposite where I connect with the Lord in rest and really struggle to feel connected with him when I am being busy and productive. And so we were just chatting through that as a concept and like the reality that we are built so differently with different strengths and weaknesses and like how in marriage we actually learn from each other where I learn to meet the Lord in my busy and you learn to slow down and rest and meet him there as well. You don't become each other, but you, you grow into the other person's strengths if you're willing to. Mm -hmm. And another really interesting realization for me was just the connection between like how I connect with you and what my default is for like actually connecting with the Lord in that same way. Yeah. That's not a connect a connection that I put together. I think I was probably a little bit more tangibly aware of how I feel like I connect with you or often I feel connected in like doing tasks together or feeling like, oh, we're on the same page working towards a goal. Like I feel more disconnected from you when it feels like, like we lack direction. Yeah. And like to me, direction is almost synonymous with like productivity. Yeah. It's just funny how fast stuff like this like flies out of my brain where I think if I could live with this context, it would help every single day. But the other day we were on a walk and we were talking about like some Instagram planning stuff and 45 minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is so annoying. Why doesn't he just want to like rest with me? And then I was like, oh, it like popped back into my brain. I'm like, no, no, no. He's like feeling very connected with me right now because we're building towards something together. Like he is seeking out connection and like my feeling like this is actually trying to turn a connected time into productive time is actually my perspective on something that you actually think the opposite about. Understanding that about you shifted my entire perspective of the conversation from I wish we could be done with this so that we could connect to, oh no, Will is actively pursuing me the best way that he knows how right now. Mm-hmm. Like it flipped the script from feeling like we were being distracted from from investing in each other to realizing that actually, no, we actually are investing in each other. It's really interesting how legitimately the same act that I might feel is a connecting thing, you actually might feel is a disconnecting thing. And like, if we just have like understanding for how the other person is wired, it can give us so much more like context and like grace for each other to be able to frame that 
with the other person's heart in mind, you know, mm-hmm. where like, if I don't understand what your heart is doing, I might agree with the story going on in my mind about he's trying to X, Y, or Z, whatever, like doesn't see whatever. But if I can understand where your heart is or like how you process, suddenly that becomes a huge opportunity for connection. Mm-hmm. What does it look like for you to connect in resting? For me, my brain is really, really busy. And I can be thinking about a number of things without really realizing that that's what I'm doing or realizing, like even knowing what it is I'm thinking about. And so at any given point, you could interrupt me and be like, hey, what are you thinking about? And I have to pause the tapes and like replay them all and realize like, oh, yeah, I've got some processing going on about our relationship right now. I've got some stories going on in my mind. And I'm like telling myself, like reacting a scene from psych or whatever going on in my brain. And um, when I choose to rest, I actively choose to turn those all off. So it's reconnecting with if my heart were to speak right now, what is it telling me? And that is also like connecting with the Lord. So it is, it's quieting everything and focusing intentionally. It's the best. (laughs) Yeah. And then from there, you know, like if, if my hands are not busy and I'm intentionally letting my mind not be busy, either I can just rest in that and like let what the Lord brings come or I can sit and invest intentionally into one thing like journaling or reading my Bible or actually praying. And so it rest for me is actually, you know, meditation or like focused time because my brain is so busy all the time. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting that I'm, I know is like not really the case is that I feel like I don't have permission and I don't really know how to turn off all those other voices if I'm not intentionally sitting down to do that. Like I think the Lord wants to teach me how to have that intentional connected time with him, even when I'm not doing nothing else and has been a little, you know, has been, but there's like a part of me that feels like if I have nothing else going on, then I can be really focused. And if I have anything else going on, I will be too distracted to have meaningful time. Can I reverse that question? Can I ask you like what, what makes you feel connected like that to yourself, to the Lord? If it isn't, becoming completely quiet and doing nothing like what makes you feel connected to the lord connected to yourself i think i'm 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 going after the same thing of like where is the quiet where is the simplicity but for me i think the simplicity is often in a context where there's something big enough on the table that the rest of the things fall off the table because for me in quiet everything gets busy everything gets loud that's so interesting So like there's some forms of like quiet that's super productive to me. And I think there's a lot of space there for me to move into that and learn. And I think what you're actually going after and you go after really naturally would be really, really good for me and, and is in my future. Also, I think I'd have to work really hard at it right now. Quiet or finding connection in quiet is very much like a discipline, not a default. Yeah. Or even like a place of peace for you. Right same reason i struggle to like just like lay down and go to sleep it's because in the quiet then all of my ideas come out and it's not like it's not like outside voices it's not fears it's not uh like negative things it's legitimately just like my my mind is just like ooh, we have a moment to think about stuff let's think about stuff and then it just like goes off where or for me a lot of times in productivity i have a clear 
like I talk a lot about a totem pole, but just like a prioritization is like, I hesitate to say the highest value, but it's pretty close. And properly prioritizing what is in my life is honestly the only way that I feel like I can function because it's not that I ever accomplish everything there is to do. And it's not that I have any intention of living a life that's simple enough that I do all the things on the list. It's only that I am constantly aware of where things are on the priority list and I do them top to bottom. If because of that, I only ever do the top three things on the totem pole, then that's what happens. But if I had the the prioritization correct, then only ever getting to the top three things on the on the priority list is the right thing. Mm. The seventh thing on the priority list is seventh because it only mattered after doing the sixth, that type of idea. That sounds exhausting to me. Well, that's how I cope. Right. It does, it's not actually exhausting for me as much as it's organizing. That's how I organize sure. it. And so that's how I know where to invest mm. in the context of many things going on. And like, I think that's one thing that lends itself to my skill set as like an emergency room nurse, mm-hmm. where there's always way more things to do than you can accomplish. But what's super important and what keeps people from dying is doing the important things first and not the unimportant things first and not wasting time on the thing that you shouldn't be doing right now. And like the crazier it gets in the emergency room, the simpler the task is. Because oh. if someone's actively dying, there are very simple things that we need to do to help them help their heartbeat and help them to breathe. And there are like complex scientific and medical things that we do to make that happen. But in the context of someone who has experience in the area, it actually becomes more simple rather than your heart speeding and your breathing to all of your vital signs are life-sustaining, but they look a little wonky to now you're awake and you're hungry and you need to go to the bathroom and now you're awake and your basic needs are met and now you have emotional difficulties that need to be addressed. All these things where it's like, you it actually, actually gets more and more complicated as everything gets more and more stable. Hmm. So I think that's one reason like I, like in some ways I like, I'm not crave, but like, I feel like I thrive in chaos mm-hmm. just because the one thing that you need to do is simplified. Right. There are many, 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 many things going on, but your priority all of a sudden got simplified where it's not, I'm not like weighing like, should we have a conversation about this emotional struggle or this physical struggle or what we're having for lunch tomorrow. Like that is a more complicated question than should I pull the baby out of the pool? You know yeah. what I mean? Anyway, that's a lot of words. But for me, I think it's, it's mostly just like prioritization and it's feeling like life is simplified when I have a simple direction. And so like that, for me, that's what's like so therapeutic about things like distance hiking. Yeah. Like days on the spirit trail where for days your brain is free to think about stuff, but you have like three priorities. Don't turn your ankle. Keep walking. Yeah, get to camp, stay warm, and eat food. Yeah. And while you're on the trail, none of the other things matter. Yeah. So legitimately, just like all day, you're like, whatever I need to do to support those those goals, we do. And whatever we don't is maybe bonus. Like we could have a conversation about something or, or we could like whittle a stick or we could, you know, do something fun, play a game. But none of that is like necessary. The priorities are these three things and all the other things just like a whoo pushed right off the table if those things are in jeopardy. Mm. Anyway, I don't actually know if that answered your question. I think it did. It, it's really interesting to hear you talk because um, prior to our conversation on the beach, I would have thought you were an anomaly and that most people rested like me or thought like me about it. And But it's really funny to hear you talk because I talk about like working and how that that mindset or that way of operating actually helps you to thrive in a high stress environment. Because when I was working at the coffee shop, that was how... 
it was not like an emergency room, um, but a lot of similarities, <laughs> um, you know, there were tasks that are never ending and there's like high priority things and low priority things. And then at any point you have to like stop what you're doing to be connected and personable with the person at the window or the door. And I found myself really struggling to ever get present with anyone where all my interactions on the register would be kind of tense or stressed or hurried or disconnected. Like I wouldn't make eye contact. And that was the part of working at a coffee shop that I was excited to do. And I don't feel like I ever really did that part of it because in my brain, it was like, I can't connect until I'm rested. I can't rest until everything's done. So a job like that for me was just very stressful because of even the way that my like core system operates where I never got to a place of enough, I want to call it success, but never- Almost like resolution. Right, yeah. I never checked enough off the list to get to a place where I felt at peace checking in emotionally. And yeah, I I think it's why I burned out of that so fast. It's really interesting to like to see even just like home life from that same perspective too, where we're talking about like feeling like we can't stop and connect until- Everything else is done. Right, until until you can rest- and you can't rest until like all the tasks at the house in the house mm-hmm. are done. And then living in a situation where we have a child and lots of hobbies. And so the things are rarely, rarely done. Like the entire list is rarely done. Yeah. So it's just an interesting thing to realize that that connection between those two. It's something that has felt really tied with like taking time for devotions recently. Where I don't feel like I've really, I haven't done that consistently since Judah was born. And it used to be a really normal part of my life. I think there's just something so beautiful about choosing to set aside time regardless of what has been accomplished or not been accomplished in the day and just say, actually, this is my time to shut everything else off and connect. And I have half an hour or 45 minutes or an hour or whatever it is. But I actually am prioritizing resting first. Like for my, from the way that I operate at baseline, that really changes everything. Like if I can choose to move into that place of rest and connection before everything is done, it completely changes the way that I operate the rest of the day. I've been feeling like pressed on that recently. Just like I, mm-hmm. I need to actually choose to prioritize that first and not last. Well, and one thing that I think is so cool about like marriage and partnership is we have the opportunity to learn balance by like learning from the other person. Like for me, 100%. if life was a war zone or an emergency room, I would be perfectly suited for it. Not in all ways, like that's an exaggeration even, but like the way I'm wired would be wildly successful in that situation and it would need no balance. Yeah. And we don't live in a war zone and we don't live in an emergency room. There's way more balance that uh, like an actual healthy life needs. So it's like, it's so cool for me, even just like in the years that we've been together. And I think probably more recently, like I've, I've been becoming more aware of, oh yeah, rest is something that I actually need to like lean into learning and need to approach intentionally. I love the opportunity that marriage is to actually learn balance for yourself. I feel like there's, there's like this stigma is probably the wrong word. But kind of a weird expectation that people kind of have without really thinking about it. Yeah, there, but there's this there's this expectation or there's this even even understanding that like opposites attract. But I think what we often take away from that is you are opposite and therefore you balance each other out. Right. And so you just do the opposite and so you like do polar opposite things. And, and somewhere in the middle there's like a balance and, and the ship so, is like constantly right. doing this. So if you put you both in a blender, it would make 
a the balanced average is thing. balanced. <laughs> right. The average is balanced, but you both lean toward your extremes. And I honestly don't think that's the case. Like, I know that's not the case for you and me. And I think that is something that's true more broadly than just you and me. But I think that the very real thing of opposites attracting, I think the purpose of that, the design for that is actually for the opposites to attract, connect, be able to function, maybe on balancing sides of the boat initially, but with the end goal of each learning from someone who is like wired in an expert in like the opposite way of operating and like finding balance so that I think the design is for both of us to find balance from where we started or where we're wired. Yeah. It is really interesting because I feel like the ways that marriage is talked about and these kinds of topics within marriage are talked about are not very helpful for personal growth where we talk about like the two are going to become one. You're like, well, we don't really know what that means. It kind of probably just means that you do everything the same. The wife submits her will to the husband and then they're one because everything they do is identical. Or the opposite of like we become one unit that is operating in a completely disconnected way from one another where it's exactly what you were saying. But just the reality is that if you are willing, you can become a much more whole and much more balanced and much more dynamic person version of yourself exactly and you stay yourself you actually get enriched in yourself you don't lose your identity to your marriage but you become a richer human being because all of the places that you would never think to grow if you were single or, or you were with somebody who was like you are being like tested and challenged and pressed on on a regular basis where it's like, oh, I thought I was loving, but then I'm watching the way my spouse loves and I actually have all of these ulterior motives. Suddenly I have an opportunity to grow into something I wouldn't even see if I didn't have him around. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like that in all of these areas, but now we're talking about rest. So. Yeah. Just so cool to be like, oh man, I can realize like I rest really well when I stop. And watching you, I can see I'm going to be able to grow into this thing I wouldn't have even thought of which is to rest while I'm in the midst of busy and productive and go, which is so helpful. Like, I need that. I'm a mom now. It's so fun. It's a good design. And I, I have not heard people talk about it before. And I think it'd be so helpful if we understood that, like, part of your role in marriage is not just to keep dating and stay friends, but to learn from each other. Because you stop self-protecting and you start seeking to value what your spouse can teach you. It, like, t forces humility. And forces growth, if you're willing, if you're up for it, you know. So good. This isn't important to say. I just think marriage is so amazing and like challenging. But I think like the, the real struggles and challenges so often are when I am fighting against where growth is trying to happen. Like if you and I have something that we're supposed to learn how to do together and either one of us is like, I want to just do it my way. That's where we have tension. Mm -hmm. Or... I'm supposed to learn your strength or you're supposed to learn mine and release the thing that I know I can do if I do it my way. If I fight that, that's where we have tension. Mm -hmm. But like if I can like surrender to the like the transformation that marriage is actually designed to create, we operate in so much peace and so much like relational harmony and just affection for each other. Mm -hmm. Like you are constantly seeing something beautiful about the other person you didn't really know before. So good. All right, one more thing, and then I think we'll be done for today. I love it. Something that you and I have been kind of uh, realizing, working through lately. And I think, like, I feel like 
having a child has like brought up a lot of these things and is like helping us to process and like helping us to learn about a lot of the stuff we're talking about today. When we're in the context of a, do- a default wiring. Yeah. Having opposite strengths. Yeah. It's really easy to fall into the trap of, I want more productivity from you and you want more rest from me. Right. But in the meantime, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go more toward my extreme mm-hmm. and you're going to go t- more toward your extreme because you sense this equation needs more rest right. and I sense this equation needs more productivity and I'm like, well, I'm probably the only one who's going to be produ- productive. You're right. the only one who's going to be willing to rest. Or even like trying to show the other person like, no, you need to rest more. Let me show you what rest right. looks like. Right, right, right. You need to be more productive. Let me show yeah, you Yeah, you should just be more like. more like me. I'm just going to do all the things and right. then you will know. right. But in that, we're like balancing this boat by like climbing out out onto opposite like outriggers of the boat, and we're climbing further and further out. Yeah, where the boat itself feasibly is being balanced, but we are getting further and further uh-huh. apart. Where I think actually there's an opportunity to choose instead to go toward the other person and not just have it be in like connection, like some tangible steps toward like connection, but actually choosing. To sure. like to step away from my own strengths. I don't know that stepping away from my own strengths is how I'd want to say that, but like, but you're stepping into into a vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerability because you're good. leaving what you know you do well to try something you've never done before. So there's like a trust aspect going on if you choose to lean into the other person's strength. Where I actually have to trust that you value this for a reason, and vice versa. So that at some point we're on the boat and we're like doing this dance of like, hey, I'm stepping into strength. You're stepping into rest. Now we're going to switch, go back where the boat is always balanced, but it's a lot more work because you have to be so in tune with each other. And if you're not willing to take that step into vulnerability and risk, then you just tighten up and your, your relationship becomes more tense and separated as you're trying to get the other person to see the right way to go and you just keep pulling away. Is that helpful or does that kind of... No, that's good. It feels like processing through it where I would I would love to communicate it more clearly than yeah. that. But I don't know if this last part is like even supposed to be there, if it's being forced or if it... Like it feels important, but... It feels important. It's warfare. You're doing great. It's so funny. I can always tell when it's warfare because one of us will feel super clear and the other person will be really like stuck. <laughs> there's an opportunity that's that's being presented i think in marriage relationships especially those that seem like they're opposites or people with opposite strengths to take the vulnerable step of stepping away from your own strength or even relying on the other person's awareness of what needs to come into the equation rather than only leaning away toward your own i feel like we we've had these conversations and Something has shifted in the way that I think the way that we think, but also the way that we interact with each other. Do you think that's just us talking it through and coming to the recognitions? Or do you think there are that there's more that we have like stepped into that has helped to kind of create more balance for us? Well, I think mindset shift kind of is the catalyst to all of those anything tangible, anything um, like active and measurable. So I think a lot of what has been what has shifted is just mindset. I th- I think it's been really helpful to me to like actually specifically name, hey, this is a particular strength for me, and this is a particular weakness for me. And hey, 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 interestingly, 
that is like a particular strength and weakness that isn't the inverse for you. So like that is something that that for me is actually kind of helpful to uh, even just be aware of going into a situation where it's like, okay, I know I'm going to be wired to try to say be productive in this situation mm -hmm. and you're going to be wired to to like find well, okay where is the rest um in this honestly for me it's been super helpful to just specifically be aware of those like to name those things um and have a little bit more awareness i think not that i am made up of a lot of productivity and a little rest and that's my entire identity but even just like specifically naming some of those strengths and weaknesses has been super helpful for me i think and just the reminder, balance and vulnerability isn't me balancing further and further toward productivity to try to balance this boat that I feel like needs more productivity. And actually, I think is the other way. Balance and health actually looks like probably me moving toward more of whatever my weakness is, say in this case, rest, and like trusting and supporting you to do the same. Right. And in that, like finding balance for both of us, both of us are like learning and growing from the other. And we're like coming together in balance rather than just like going off further and further and further into our default wiring mm -hmm. into more extremes. I'm just like remembering like our early marriage days at Spectrum and um, recognizing how much of my lack of productivity at that time, I think was probably an unconscious version of this where I was like seeing you being productive and feeling like we need to rest more, we need to play more. And so then I like just dug in my heels of like, I'm just going to rest. <laughs> And like without knowing that was what was going on, I was actually trying to create balance in our relationship. Mm. What it looks like is suddenly I got married and then you became lazy. Where it's like, actually, I'm feeling like there are two people now that we need to balance between. I'm seeing an imbalanced thing. And so then I'm trying to like put more weight on one side of the scale. This would have been so helpful in some of the Yeah, no, it's that's, that's, that's such a helpful, not like it's such an interesting perspective to see that from. I'm like, oh. That makes total sense. Where I was where like, it's like, you didn't become, you just, we didn't get married and then you became a different person. Right. But in some, sometimes it felt that way. Right. Or like values, all of a sudden, like values for like, oh yeah, no, we're going to make, uh, both make money. We're going to both contribute to the rent or like all these different things that like are like kind of stuck in like, I have a particular motive or an explanation for it, or you have a different one, but it's like, it's so interesting to see it from, it's like, oh no. I think this same principle is actually. Well, and the other thing I was thinking too is like when, when you're a single individual, like for me, I was very productive. I did build a career, but I also rested a lot. And that was like the balance that I wanted to strike or that I felt confident and comfortable with was like, I'm going to rest and I'm going to work from that place. And then the two becoming one, whatever that actually looks like, I wasn't just compensating for my own rest and productivity. I was compensating for both of us. And so... It wasn't that I lost my dreams or I lost my vision or I didn't have things that I wanted to do, but I was feeling the intense pull one way. That's so interesting. Yeah, That's so helpful. And like the same is true for me too, because like a single version of me did a lot of things and rested a lot. Wow. But it was like behind closed doors. No one was there. Nobody noticed that I was just resting a lot. And so, oh, that's so interesting just to see like, oh, all of a sudden the temptation is like almost to become a more extreme version of yourself. Right. Especially if you're married to someone that's the opposite. Right. Where I think there is an invitation to n be aware of it, name it, and like actually step toward balance. It's so many things in life. You know, I think about labor and everything. The way through the tension is to become soft and softer. And what we automatically do as people when we face tension is to stiffen up and dig in our heels. 
I feel like we are becoming soft in our marriage in ways we haven't been soft before. And all of a sudden we're realizing things about the first two years and how many people get to 10 years of marriage without ever being willing to get soft. Like how many layers of callus have you built up around yourself that have actually created so much distance and so many patterns that don't, don't create growth. Good job, boo. We should send these motherfuckers out. Okay, bye.